So this morning I want to talk about a title it reset. You know, holidays is all about refresh, restore, relax, whatever re you want to use. But I want to talk about reset. Because our reset should be of that where we are anticipating God to move and do something. Our reset button, because we've kind of gone into this mundane lifestyle where we, we predict things to happen. You know, you put it on your GPS. Where do you want to go? You want to put it, you want to see where you're going. You want to know how long it takes. You want to know where the traffic jam is. You know, we want to know where, how fast you can go. You, we, we, we want to predict everything. But I'm saying, you serve a God who is a miracle maker. Amen. He's a God who can perform a miracle today. But the thing I have is part of our reset button is how expectant are you for God to do something in your life today? Wakey, wakey. How expectant are you? Because he didn't change. His word never changes. Heaven and earth may fade, pass away, but his word will always remain the same. How expectant are you for this Jesus that you just sang about to say, God, I expect you to perform a miracle in my life. I expect you to perform a miracle in my church. I expect you to make a way. We're going to perform, Lord, see you perform your miracles. Why? Because you're a God who never changes. So reset. And the scripture I have for the year this year is Matthew 6.33. I think if, you, if you've been in church to, uh, for a while, you know this scripture. It says Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first. Come on someone. Read that with me. But seek first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. But seek first. Seek God first. Before your family, seek God first. Before your job, seek God first. Before your hobbies, seek God first. Before your friendship, seek God first. Before your healing, seek God first. Before anything, seek God first. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. God is challenging. Jesus is saying, seek the kingdom of God. Don't be worried about what you're going to eat. That's what the scriptures before this says. In verse 32 and above, it says, don't be worried about what you eat. Don't stress out. Don't be anxious. Seek God first. And as Christians, we kind of, if you seek God, we've got to live and walk by hope and faith. Amen. Two people are awake. Amen. So you've got to walk by faith. You've got to put your hope in God and seek God first. Because when you seek God first, all these things that you are seeking for or desiring, God will add it to you. 
Do you know how many people are seeking for a good night's sleep? I'm not talking about young families with mums and babies. That's natural order. Kids will wake up. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those who can't sleep at night. Because their mind is full of stuff. But I'm saying if you seek God, He will give you a sweet sleep. Seek God first. And if you are desiring to fulfill God's purposes as a priority, you know, seeking His salvation, seeking His ways, seeking His promises, seeking that the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper, I love it, He is the promise keeper. I've, I've known people, I've had people in my life who broke promises with me. And I know you all witnessed that too. Someone breaks a promise. But the God you serve, the God you fellowship with, the God you journey with, He never breaks His promise. He never breaks His promise. He's the same. How do I seek God first? Seek His salvation When you seek Him, in Him there is freedom, in Him there is breakthrough. Amen. In Him there is hope. Enough of this, oh I know Jesus, I know, but you know in real world. As if Jesus is not in real world. Hello? When did we become so smart that we figured out what the real world is different to the church world? Do you think God's power is only contained to the church world and not to the real world? Then we go, oh, in real world, you don't know what happens. Excuse me, even though I don't know, but God knows. Are you giving him room to perform his miracle? Are you giving him room for his promises to be manifested in the real world? Are you giving him room so that his promises will come to pass in your marriage, in your friendship, in your mind, and in every thought? Are you giving him room for his promises to work in your life? So how do I seek God first? Seek his salvation, living in obedience to him. Seeking God is living in obedience to him. That is basically, I love what John said in John 3.30. He said that I may what? If you know the scripture, I may decrease. What that means is that I may, my pride may decrease. My will may decrease. My own desires may decrease. So I may decrease so Christ may increase. The more you seek God, the more you will die to your will, and the more you begin to live for His will. The more you seek God, His priorities become your priorities. Are you with me this morning? So how else can we see God living in obedience to Him? His word. I love it where it says, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it cannot multiply. The Bible teaches us that we got to die to our flesh. Hello? Are you with me? 
The more you see God, the more you become dependent, not independent. Amen. The more you see God, the more he brings healing to your heart. All I'm saying is seek God first. How else can I seek God and sharing by the good news of the kingdom of God with others? Do you know if you, how many of you know Jesus as your personal savior in this room? Okay. Those that lift their hands up. Can I tell you, you have to be the most hopeful people ever on earth. You nodded as if you are not hopeful. I said, if you know Jesus, you should live like you're the most hopeful people on earth. Why? Because Jesus works. He always works. He never lets us down. Now, he might not work the way you want him to work. But his plans are higher than our plans. His ways are higher than our ways. The Bible teaches us that no, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what God has in store for us. So God wants you to seek Him. God wants you to walk in obedience. And God wants you to share the good news of Jesus Christ. What you carry is eternal life. Amen. You know, Pastor Kara last year talked about uh, enabling versus empowering. Don't enable people with their bad habits. For instance, oh, I'm tired. Yeah, fair enough. You're tired. Oh, I had a big day. Oh, fair enough. You had a... Who didn't have a big day? But it doesn't qualify you to mourn and whinge and complain. If you can't nod, at least you can wobble your head. You're saying, Pastor Peter, this is the first Sunday of the year. We wanted a happy, happy message, not this hard-hitting message. But I'm telling you, we can't afford to waste time on the distractions of this world. As Pastor Carroll just said, fix your eyes on things. Fix your eyes on him who is the perfecter of what? Of our faith. Hebrews 12.2, Hebrews 12.1 says, Now that we are surrounded by the cloud of witnesses, throwing away those things that entangle us to sin, let us run with perseverance. Let us run ahead so that we can fulfill what God has promised for us. The Bible also says in that same scripture, that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Jesus was so focused. And I'm asking you, reset button, stay focused. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Only he can give you peace. Only he can bring healing. Only he can bring breakthrough in your life. That is the reset button we want to press. Not the reset, not the button that we had. Oh, the distractions of the world has carried you away. Or you open your mouth and all that comes out is negativity. All that comes out is pessimism. All that comes out is cynicism. We don't want these isms. We want life. Amen. Hallelujah. Your isms don't attract people. Only life attracts people. Only life can bring life. Amen. 
So why don't we be Christians like that who carry the life of Jesus Christ? Wherever you go, you can be hopeful, not miserable. Even though you're having a miserable time, you are still hopeful in your misery. Come on, someone. You were surrounded with misery. You're surrounded with negativity. You're surrounded with doctor's reports. You're surrounded with mental issues. You're surrounded with everything that contradicts the word of God. Yet you are hopeful because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. He is our hope. 1 John 4, 4 says that. I'm not making up stories. I'm just quoting scriptures this morning. So how do we, can I ask this question? How do we know if we are truly seeking God's kingdom first? How do I know I'm seeking God's kingdom first? How do you know that you're seeking God's kingdom first? Because do you know, in the name of Jesus, you can do your own thing, thinking that you are serving Jesus? I know a lot of people, I'm sure you know a lot of people, who will do their own thing in the name of Jesus. I'm doing this for God. But God doesn't want you to do that. God wants you to first obey Him. So I've got a few scriptures and a few points that I want to share this morning. But before I do that, how do we know if we're truly seeking God's kingdom first? First point, where do I primarily spend my energy? What is my focus? Where do I spend my time most of the time? Is it on cricket? Checking scores. Is it on tennis? That's what I did a lot actually. Just read a lot of sport. And I couldn't watch it so I thought I'll read it. Serena Williams is in finals. Anyway. uh, Tonight, 5pm. If you got a ticket you can take me with you. That would be my 2020 Christmas present. Anyway, so where do, you, where do you focus? What primarily is your attention goes towards you? Where do you spend your energy, your mind? What is it? Is it on trade me? Is it on shoes? Is it on... What do you spend your time on? I don't know. Is it on chickens? I don't know, you know. What do you garden? You know, where do you spend a lot of your time and energy? What is your focus? work is it work or is it um, golf Tony or is it boating you know I don't know where your time and energy is but can I say something that our focus should be Jesus Christ I'm not saying we shouldn't enjoy life and be religious people no 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 you have to enjoy life you got to do all that but my question is where is your focus most of the time that will reveal whether you're seeking God or not so what I can do, thanks to Apple phone, if you give me your phone, there is a thing in there where it tells you what app you spend most of your time. That reveals where your focus is. Mine is on Bible app. And that's a lie. It's not. But you see what I'm saying? We can't. We have Jesus in us. Amen. Amen. When we have Jesus in us, we've got to have hope. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Is, number two. Is all my time and money spent on material things and activities that will 
certainly perish. Where is your time going? A lot of your time. What is your time going on? I know people spend ridiculous amount of time on buying those expensive shoes that they work towards. The people that spend time browsing through stuff like me, looking at sound and the new technology and reading. We spend a lot of time on those things. I'm confessing it. I mean, my wife was saying, you're spending a lot of time on tech information. I was because I was, you know, it's, anyway, sound is great for me. doesn't matter. It's my, uh, uh, Harvey Norman is my Vegas. That, that's where I sin. When I go to Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, uh, flesh manifests. Uh, depression comes in, like, I can't even afford that. What life is this? You know, and I feel, begin to feel miserable because I'm coveting something that I can't have. Or I shouldn't have. It's a confession time. <laughs> but God supplies all my needs. Anyway. Alright, yes, exactly. Not my wants. It's needs. Are you with me this morning? Okay, number one point, where is our focus? So number one here is this. It's number one is refocus your heart. Okay, the scripture is uh, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your... This is the what? First and great commandment. The number one thing that you and I first seek ye first the kingdom. Now we're saying make sure you love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. For this is the first commandment. Not love your children first. Not love your spouse first. Not love your new toys first. Hey James, I don't know what toys you got for Christmas. You know, don't love your toys first. Don't love your, spend your time Trying too many things in the garden first. You know, love God first. You know, and make God first in your life. For this is the first commandment. And a great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Do you know the more you love God, the more you begin to love yourself in the right way, godly way. A lot of people are not confident, are not walking in freedom, either because of fear, because of insecurities, because of hurts, what not. We can't. But the more you love Jesus, the more you know how important you are to God. And that gives you confidence to move forward and love other people just the way God loved them. Amen. I'm not talking about looking at yourself in the mirror and going, Ooh, look at me. I look good. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, see, what goes in your head. When nobody is talking to you, but you're talking to yourself, what voices are you hearing? What are those voices telling you? You're not good enough. You got, I don't know, you know what the blemishes we focus on. You know, you're too tall, you're too big, you're too small, you eat too much, you don't eat much. All those things. What are you listening? 
the more you see god first the more you begin to love yourself and love other people matthew 23 26 says woe to you scribes and pharisees hypocrites this is jesus talking for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish but inside they're full of extortion and self indulgence wow how many of you in self indulgence you might clean up outside but inside you have a different motive but look what he says blind pharisees first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside then may be clean also what he's saying is make sure that your temple is right your temple your body is the temple of the holy ghost your mind is the temple of the holy ghost make sure your temple is right that you're meditating on the word and you're approaching god in the right order first cleanse on the inside don't worry about the outside amen don't worry about the outside the outside will fade away what matters is is on the inside that's what he's talking about not your rituals not your religious acts not your religious christian behavior not your religious kiss on the cheek i'm not talking keep it to the cheek okay that's the way it goes all right but i'm not just talking about that. it's actually the james thought that was funny what you been doing james now so make sure that you first clean your heart can i urge you expression church i cannot stress this more you who know the word so much i'm asking you keep your heart clean keep your heart clean for out of it flows the issues of life keep your heart clean when your heart is clean you're expectant for god to move number 2 reset your focus your priorities Colossians 3:1 Since you have been what? Do you know you've been raised with Christ? You know you've been raised to a new life with Christ and set your sight on the realities of heaven. Focus on God and godly things, not on earthly things. Earthly things will fade away. Set your focus on things above. refocus your priorities set your, what are you focusing on what does it you know do you focus a lot on negativity do you focus a lot on yourself or do you focus on god what do you focus on where is your some i mean uh, pastors too we can focus on ministry more than we can focus on god what are you focusing you know as a musician do you focus on music or do you focus on Christ who you play to what do you focus on set your sight on those things that are above when you when you put your thing when you when your focus is on Christ man your your world is so different I'll give you another scripture 1 Thessalonians 5:23 Now now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole look at the order you know what a worldly order is body soul and the last thing is the spirit 
Hello? We spend so much money on healthy diet and uh, the, 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 the gear to make us look good. We spend so much money on makeup. When I say we, not me, not the men, you know. But they spend so much money on makeup, on clothes. We spend so much uh, effort and time on the body. But God's order is different. Can I just say... Just because God's order is different doesn't mean that you look sloppy and you smell horrible. You don't want to. Okay? When your spirit is good, your mind is good. The order is different. All right, I'm going to jog, I'm going to jog, I'm going to jog so I can get my mind right and then worry about the spirit later. No, the Bible's order is different. He's saying your whole spirit first. Come on. Come on. Your spirit first, then your soul. That's your thinking, your emotion. If your spirit is strong, your emotions are strong. Come on. You with me? You are a spirit being. You are a spirit being. You're sons and daughters of God. You're a spirit being person who live in a body and you have a soul. If your spirit is strong, then your thoughts are strong. Your soulish realm. You're not up and down like a yo-yo and you're not staunch like Rambo. You have emotions, empathy and all that. But you know and you know and you know that your spirit is strong. So your mind is strong and then your body is strong. That's how God works. Where's your priorities? Are you with me this morning? Okay, number three, realign your relationships. Matthew 5, 24. Realign, reset button, realign your relationship. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and they remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First... Be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Come on, somebody. He's not saying don't bring your gift. Bring your gift. Leave it at the altar. Go to your brother and say, hello, brother. Praise Jesus. Go to your sister. Acknowledge whatever the issue is. Reconcile. He says, first, be reconciled. Our reset button, end of last year, I don't know what happened. Are there any relationships in your life that are fractured? Don't carry them into 2020. Are you with me? Don't say, oh, Jesus knows about it. Jesus already knows about it even before the foundations of the earth were laid. But he's asking you to go reconcile. Don't just say, I'm going to sit there and pray about it. That won't work. As much as I pray about James, Lord, oh, I forgive James, Lord. I've sorted out with you. God is saying, no, 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 no. Go sort it out with him. Amen. Are you with me? Reset button is to reconcile your relationships with people. You can't live in freedom if you got hurt around you. You can't walk in freedom if you have all you have is insecurity, all you have is hurt, all you have is worry, all you have is fear, all you have is building walls after wall, wall after wall, saying, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to be that, I'm not going to get close to this man because he's hurt me, or I'm not going to go close to this man because this man hurt me. We live in a crazy world. Are you with me? 
If we want to see the promises of God come to pass, go pray, which is good, but after some time of praying, stop praying and go to your brother or your sister and reconcile. Realign your relationships this year. Number one was what? Part of the reset. Refocus your heart. Number two, refocus, reset your focus. Number three, realign your relationships. Number four, release, realize your authority. Matthew 12, 29 says, How can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? Realize your authority. God has given you authority to trample over snakes and scorpions. Come on. God has given you authority to overcome your own weakness. Are you with me? Or you had too long holiday that you're disconnected now. God has given you power. To overcome my sickness, my sin. Overcome my weakness. How many of you want God's power to operate in your life? Literally one, two, three, four. How many of you want God's power? Thank you. Do you believe in God working in his power? Yes. If you don't believe it, you're really, can I say this, deceiving yourself. Because we need God's power. I want to see God's power manifest in our church. I'm praying for healings to take place in our church. I'm praying for breakthroughs, depression, whatnot, heaviness, all those broken in the name of Jesus. But we cannot walk in that. We cannot see it if we don't take authority that God has already given or given to you and walk in that authority. Demons tremble the name of Jesus. I pray that 2020 you will capture Christ in his fullness. When you understand the revelation of Christ fully, you will walk in that authority that you can take authority over sickness, you can take authority over, over, over disease, you can take authority and you can continue to pray over it till God brings healing. Twenty twenty. I want to see God move in this place. You know what? My desire is to to see God fill this house. That is my desire. Now I don't need God to say it. It is my desire. I'm saying it is my desire. I want to see growth. God is a God who brings growth. I want to see growth. And I'm asking you, go and share the word of God. Talk to people. Invite people to the house of God. Number five. Reposition your Church life. Acts 27 says this. Now, the, now on the first day of the week. is the first day of the week. When the disciples came together to break bread. Paul ready to depart the next day. Spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. The first day. Part of resetting is seeking God first. The first day. There are so many scriptures that I can show you. The first day, give God the priority that he needs, that he, you need in your life. Give him, don't, don't neglect that Sabbath. 
don't neglect the day of not rest it's a day of worshiping god and thanking god do you know what you think oh what there's no need for me to go to church no we when you and i come together see the bible says one can put a thousand to flight but two can put 10000 to flight that means what i can't do alone i can do it together with you we are better off together than alone we are better off together that's why god put so much importance on church and we are losing the focus on church just because we've got something happen in our lives that we don't want to go to church church should be your number one priority on sunday morning i'm encouraging you if you part of a expression church you call this your home i want to challenge you this year don't compromise on church Don't compromise on church. This is not a social gathering. There is a social element to it, but this is not a social gathering. You, you know what? We are so distracted. Look, church, the Bible is so clear that church, even talked about it just as Christ died for the church. When he's talking about husband and wife relationship, church is important to God. and you being in church is important this is not i can't go today because i had i partied all night can i say don't party all night don't go to parties all night don't stay up late night don't play xbox don't go partying till 12 o'clock go home early refresh yourself come prepared and give your best to god Don't come and and kind of greet people with half brushed teeth, sleep in your eye, haven't showered. In my mind I was saying, be quiet. And it was. We are together. We can, together we can do great things. And can I just say having Sandra with Sandra. Hello, welcome Sandra. This is Sandra you may know you may not know please give her a hand I'll tell who she is but welcome Sandra come on <laughs> Sandra is part of Expression Church she is a missionary in Asia she works with uh, people who do not know God and uh, what she does is quite sensitive so I can't say much other than just speak general terms uh, but she works in Asia with people uh in a sensitive areas where uh you can't talk about Jesus Christ and she's been there what 18 now 20 years 20 something can i'm indian so 23 you know yeah so so 20 plus years working in asia and you know this church released her to go to asia and this church has been supporting sandra so she can support the people out where she's working Now I can't do it alone but together we can make a difference. Come on. So when when Sandra is doing what she's doing, she's you're not doing her a favor, but through God in you, we are empowering her to fulfill the plan of God where she is based. Amen. Yeah. That's right. So you and I we can do so much more when we are together. Are you with me? So do not neglect the assembling of the brethren. 
Don't neglect coming together. Connect groups. We're going to start connect groups soon. Oh, if you haven't been to a connect group, can I say, can you reset that button and make connect groups your priority? Please. Please. We need to read the word of God. We don't want bumps on the seat. We want disciples of Christ. Amen. Mr. Rogel. Amen. Okay. His head was down. Otherwise, he's connected. You're thinking. But you see, we, please, I want to urge you. I'm sharing my heart today. It's, a, it's really casting the vision. And I'm going to bombard this for the next 2020, the whole 12 months. All these things, we're going to unpack that. My heart is to see this room full. You know, we don't need event to make it full. Every day is a new day. So every Sunday is a new Sunday. I mean, Christmas production was lovely to see a lot of people in this room. Amen. It was great. But that's again December. No, we don't want to leave till December. We don't want to do that. Christmas Eve, we had a lot of people here. That was wonderful. But we don't want to leave it for events. We want it to be a regular thing where we become a church that is inviting people. You can't invite people when you're not regularly attending the church. And you can't regularly attend the church if you're not seeking God first. Are you with me? So please, can I urge you, you busy people that work more than 24 hours a day. At least you think you work more than 24 hours a day. You busy people, reprioritize your life, I urge you. Please. Part of your reset button. Make connect group a priority. You may think, I don't need it. It's not just for you. It is through you to others. Since when did Christianity become all about you? Jesus said to his disciples, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I do. Then feed my people. And I'm asking you today, Tony, do you love him? Yes, feed his people. Talaga, do you love him? Yes, feed his people. Shannon, do you love him? Yes, stay committed to the course. And feed his people. Not when you're feeling good about it. Every day. I'm urging you church. Get into a connect group. Make it a priority in your life. And the last point. Remember to first honor God with your money. 1 Corinthians 16.1, it says, Now regarding your question about money being collected, and then he goes on, but verse 2, it says, On the first day of each week, you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. This is Paul talking. On the first day of each week, honor God with your money. It's not the last thing you do, it's the first thing you do. Now you can give a million dollars. Praise God for that. No amens. Thank you. Can I encourage you? Honor God with your money, please. 
Honor God with everything you've got. Seek God first. When you seek him first, you reprioritize all these things. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then you will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. That means you don't have to ever spend money on wine again. Now all the wine drinkers are laughing. Eh? Forgive them, Lord. But honor God with your wealth, please. So I want to say this. I don't know how you started this year. I want to encourage you as your pastor. I'm telling you, reset. Press that reset button in your life. Don't roll with the same attitudes, same bad expectations, same bad behaviors, and expect a miracle. No. Reset button. Number one, and I'm going to close. Can I get the worship team, please? Refocus your heart. Number one. Number two, reset your focus. Number three, realign your relationships. Please, can I say... Go journey with somebody that will stir you up in the spirit. Find someone that will stir you up in the spirit. Realize your authority, number four. Number five, reposition your church, your, your position in church, in the body of Christ. Number six, remember to first honor God with your money. That's the reset button. And it all starts with Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. Can we sing Waymaker this morning? And I want to encourage you. As we sing this, as, as we were singing earlier, I felt this story. God was reminding me of this story about blind Bartimaeus. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Someone comes to Jesus like this. It is a silly question to ask, what is it that you want? Come on. It is a silly question to ask, especially from God. Not that I am. But it is a silly question to ask, what is it that you want? God is asking you, what is it that you want, Sue, this year? What is it that you want in 2020 that you didn't have in 2019? Jeanette, God is saying, what is it that you want to grow in that you couldn't grow in in 2019 or couldn't see a breakthrough in 2019? What is it that you want? Don't settle your faith, but stir it up. Stir your spirit for great things. Stir your spirit for miracles to happen. Stir your spirit that the promises of God will come to life and God will never let go. For what is impossible to man is possible with God. So he's saying, what is it that you want? Dan, what is it that you want that you didn't have in 2019? What is it that you want? Some people may not even know what they want in 2020. But God is saying, what is it that you want? In Bartimaeus' case, it was eyesight. 
what is it that you want chris and sam for you individually and for you as family over shawn over your daughter what is it that you want what is it that you're aspiring you're believing by faith you you're praying into it and you're hoping that god's going to come through and that you're not going to give up why because the scripture never teaches us to give up come on it says in ephesians 6:18 keep praying keep on praying at all times with your prayer your supplications your needs keep on praying don't ever give up what is it that you've given up go back and god is saying what is it that you want okay what is it that you want i'm personalizing it tonight today can we stand to our feet i'm personalizing it today what is it that you want bryce what is god saying to you natalie what is god saying to you eric what is that you want god to do Tom what is it that you've been crying out to Waymaker miracle worker promise keeper that is who he is amen